Spirit, come by means of the powerful intercession of the Immaculate Mary, thy well beloved spouse, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus often taught by parables. They were stories meant to convey a moral teaching. And today is his famous parable of the sower and the seed. And he tried to use real life examples because people could relate to this and understand the parables. At the time of Jesus, farmers would plant by taking a bag of, of seed and just walking down a path and throwing the seed in front of them, to the sides of them. And while all the seed was good, the farmer threw out before him, not all of the seed grew and bore fruit for various reasons. Some of it would fall on paths where people walked, and the soil on these pathways was hardened. The seed would lie on top, birds would come down and eat the seed. It wouldn't take any root. Some would fall on rocky ground. Perhaps it had a thin layer of soil. The roots would start, but then because of the rocks and the lack of depth of the soil, that would die as well. Other seed would fall among thorns that would choke off the plant as it began to grow, as it began to grow, I should say. Other seed would fall on the good soil. It would then take deep root and would produce good fruit in abundance. And as Jesus explains the parable to his apostles, because they don't get the point. What's he talking about? They understand about the seed and sower, but how does it relate to the moral life? Well, Jesus explains this in private to his apostles, and he says that the sower is him. He is the very word made flesh, and through his preaching, he is sowing the word of God in the minds and hearts of listeners. But this is where the problem comes in. Just like that farmer who throws the seed and some of it falls in different places, well, his word will be heard by different people. And the seed that falls on the pathway, you could say that this represents people who really are in habitual sin. People who never pray, never go to church, never honor God. God is not part of their lives. And they never develop any type of a relationship with God. It's like Christ's words are preached to the deaf almost. Some may even think the word of Jesus is foolish. Okay? And what, what point is it following Jesus? Say especially the rich and the famous. I just was reading yesterday, you know, Leonardo de Filippis just made this new movie called The Revenant, Revenant, I forget the exact title of it. And he met with, with Pope Francis just last week. This was in the paper. And um, he talked about how on his crib growing up, he was Italian, okay? He had this, these images of, of uh, a painting in 
is, in his, above his crib or above his bed when he was a child, uh, portraying different scenes, uh, like sunshine and then darkness, and he, he was relating it, he was telling Pope Francis uh, to, you know, the environment and how bad things are with, with the way we're caring for the environment, this is, this is, as if this is the, the most important topic, uh, moral topic that we face in the world today. I don't know what Pope Francis said to him, I, thought, I hope he corrected him a little bit. Yes, while we care for the environment, we must care for people more, and you know, we're killing babies by the millions, and maybe we should care about that more than, than um, you know, whether, whether we're um, you know, polluting, which is not a good thing, but there are priorities, and the rich and the famous seem to be blind to this, and blind to the teaching of, or deaf to the teaching of Jesus Christ. Well. Then we move on to um, the, those who hear the word, and they're like the, the rocky soil. People may have some type of external practice, may even go to church on Sundays, but their faith life really has no real depth to it, okay? no roots that go deeply. And as Jesus says, when some difficulty confronts them, um, they just abandon the faith. They, uh, their faith withers, and this is because it has no root to it. Some of that seed falls among thorns, where people may have faith, but the, the cares and the pleasures of life um, lead them astray. Money, um, enjoyments, that the world offers. Wealth and, and popularity are, are a real danger because this feeds pride and self-sufficiency. People think they don't need God to choke off a faith that maybe was there at one time. Um, <clears throat> and finally, that good seed that falls on the good soil. And these, I think, are, are the people who have a faith not only consisting in external practices, but really an authentic spiritual life. What do we need for that? Well, we need to pray every day. Okay. I like to quote Saint Alphonsus Liguori, the great doctor of the church. He says, those who pray are saved. Those who do not pray are lost. And that's because those who pray, even if they sin, even if they fall away from God, as long as they're praying, God will work, or God's grace will work in their hearts and draw them back to Him. Many stories of you know, people who were away, they started praying, and they came back. Besides prayer life, to be really fruitful servants of Christ, not only hearing the Word, but taking it to heart and living it, Gotta come to Mass on Sundays, have to have a, an active life in the sacraments. Periodic confession. Once a month is the old rule. It is a good practice because once a month to at least once a month to examine ourselves, to take a look at, at our, our lives, whether we're truly living the life of Christ, and to look honestly at our, our sins and failings, to help along this path is the daily examination of conscience. 
I tell people all the time in confession and spiritual direction and elsewhere, you know, at the end of the day, it's good to just review the day, thank God for the graces given, but then to, you know, think about our, our thoughts, our words, our actions, the things we may have failed to do, ways we may have offended God. If we do that every night before bed, make it a practice, well, after a few weeks, then we'll want to get to confession. The Holy Spirit will enlighten us, will give us a sensitivity to our, our own sins and failings. We'll be able to see ourselves more clearly as God sees us. That daily examination of conscience is very helpful to leading a good spiritual life. And finally, there's the Eucharist. I mean, we can't, as Catholics, we know this. The non-Catholics, they don't realize this. We do. How sad it is that Catholics are. We aren't filling our churches with Catholics. They're missing the, the whole reason for our faith, which is Christ. Okay? We miss the Eucharist on Sunday. We, we don't have Christ in our lives. Okay? I hear people tell me sometimes, well, I pray and I talk to God my own way. I live on my own faith. Well, Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commandments. And uh, it's the third commandment, not the suggestion to come to Mass on Sunday. And, and we need to have a Eucharistic life to have that body and blood of Jesus nourish our supernatural life within us. We need that. Jesus tells us we need it. We need it not only to lead a good life here on earth, but we need it to get to heaven. Unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you. That's what Jesus tells us. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. Right now, we have eternal life within us if we do this. And I will raise him up on the last day. We'll be raised in bodies glorified if we receive the Eucharistic body and blood of Jesus. Let us, in the spirit of today's gospel, pray that, that we may be those good and faithful servants that the Word of God takes root in, that we may live that faith that we received at baptism, uh, that faith, hope, and charity, which are, are ways that we, we, in a practical way, uh, are, are fruitful members of the body of Christ, so that um, we may truly bear fruit ourselves. Jesus says we, we must do this as well, drawing others to, to Christ through our lives, through our example, in order that we and, and those we, we lead to Christ may be numbered among the sons and daughters of our Heavenly Father. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.